What's up, guys? This is Vincenzo Viscarello Jr., a.k.a. Antonio Bruno, and you're watching and listening to the Three Count Podcast. I'm in fashion, roll with cold passion. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Wayne Trinity, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. Oh, man, that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by now, because this is season four, I would just assume you would just say it with me, I am your Sherpa. Because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? This man is the owner, the promoter, the founder of Tough and Talented. He goes by his character name, Antonio Bruno. And you guys can find him in Connecticut, up in the Northeast. So just say it with me and just welcome my man. Antonio Bruno. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Uh, it's been a What's long up? week. What's up? It's been a long year already, and we're on what day six, seven? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's usually kind of how it works out, right? Like we're always like, oh man, I can't wait for the new year, and the new year gets here, and like, oh man, it's already dragging on. Already. <laughs> already. Yeah. No, nah, but thank you. Yo, man, thank you, one, for coming on the show. I definitely Absolutely. appreciate this. Absolutely. We've been chasing this for months. Yeah, for a while. Finally. Like, it's, it always seems like something, like, popped up, like, something like something on my end, something on your end. Mm-hmm. But we were finally, like, I remember just, like, hitting you up, and I was like, hey, man, you ready? And then you're like, yeah. I was like, all right, let's do this day. And you're like, I can only do this. And I was like, we are on that day. <laughs> yeah, because I, I always work in early in the morning. I'm always up by, like, 2 in the morning, Monday, well, Sunday through Friday. So mm. Saturday is the only day I get to actually have a life. Yep, and I was like, "All right, we're in on that day." <laughs> and it was funny because, like, even on this day, like, I went to go to training, and as I go to train, I was like, "Yo, I, I was like, I realized I was like, oh man, I was like, I gotta get back home. Sorry, guys, I gotta go." <laughs> and then his book, <laughs> yo. Thanks. So we was talking right, and I said it at the beginning of the show, right, that you are the you're the owner, you're also the promoter of Tough and yeah. Talented. Up in Connecticut, man. So talk to us about Tough and Talented. Like, how did it get started? How did you get, you know, how did you get into the business? All that stuff. Wow. Okay. So uh, at a very young age, five years old, I always knew wrestling was going to be what I want to do forever. And it's happening. Uh, I used to beg my parents to bring me to shows early because I loved being that kid that was first in line. Even if it meant doors didn't open till six, I was at the building by 11 in the morning. Then eventually, <laughs> then eventually, because I'm a big dude, I'm six four. So even when I was like in the, my early teens, I was six four. So one day I just went to a show early, and I noticed the um, ring truck. So I walked in, and I was like, "Do you guys need help? I'll gladly help." And they're like, "You're 18, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." I was 15, but whatever. <laughs> so I started setting up the ring, and I met some of the best i actually met people who have made it far in the business and then just kept in touch with them eventually just started running shows i love it i love this business yeah it's crazy because like there's a lot of people that i know that either you're either really gonna love like being in it or you're really just not you're gonna love yeah. like wrestling but you're not gonna love the business side of it it's kind of like it's kind of weird because i do hear that a lot from a lot of people who are always like 
Oh man, like I love wrestling. I can't stand the business. And you find those people who are like, I love wrestling. I love the business. I love this whole thing. Like engulfs your world. So it's it's always interesting to see kind of like people who are like, yeah, I'm like I'm all in with everything. I always tell people, if you want to be in the business, you need to show up early to a show, see what happens before doors even open. And I've seen a lot of people like, yeah, we'll come help set up and then realize setting up a ring is not that easy. And then they go, oh, man, I'm tired. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay awake and watch the show. I'm like, oh, I guess you weren't meant to do this. And that's the thing, too, is like, I feel like there's a, a, a misconception that, like, you just show up and the ring's already there. Like, there's not a crew that puts it together or anything. It just magically appears. Yeah. And then, like. You know, people people put in a lot of time and a lot of effort into like making things work, and like even people driving from like great distances when they're like four or five hours away from a place and just driving out to go be a part of that show. You know, yep. I it's, love it. It's crazy. That's the one thing I always liked was I, I I consider myself very 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 lucky. I've hooked up and met some of the best people. So, and I don't drive. I think as the you know. Head honcho, I shouldn't drive. People should drive me to shows because that's just how I feel. Um, actually, it's funny. A buddy of mine who's I consider my chauffeur now, I sit in the back seat of his car so he has to get out and let me out. <laughs> <laughs> just because. Um, but no, I would go because I used to ref. Like when I first broke in, I used to ref. I don't do that anymore. It's long body problems um but dude i used to go for no money and i didn't care i just love love this business wrestling is everything i think that's the one thing too like a lot of people will start off as like either like ringside crew they become like a referee then they get into like you know you become like an enhancement talent right and then you start like starting to move your way up into the into the business like i've been in for like three years uh and i and i was i don't want to say fortunate that's not the right word but, like, I had some lucky breaks where I got to go and debut in matches and stuff like that and work right away. But then also, you know, I go to those shows that still help set up the ring or help tear down. I help remote. I help do whatever I got to do to help with the, with the company. But it's one of those things that's, like, people don't realize, like, there's a lot of work that goes into, like, everything and all aspects of the business. So you have to really, like, dedicate yourself to whatever it is you're doing for that day. Yeah, I – um. Yeah, it's tough because, like, with me, I it's just me. Like, I have business partners, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm the one booking. I'm the one finding the building. I'm the one putting the matches together. I'm the one figuring all that out. My partner, all he does is bring, I do play by play. So it's like, so, and then, then he'll complain that his voice hurt, that his throat hurts at the end of a wrestling show, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm the one that has gray hair and ripping my hair out because for four months of promoting the show, I've had to find people. It's one. It's one. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. I feel that way because, like, I know. I know my other my my partner in crime in this show, right? Chaz. He's always the one. He'll say it to you. He's very open about it. He's like, listen, I. He's like, I don't do nothing. He's like, I just I come on the show to uh, talk shit. That's pretty much what he does. He's like, I don't do shit. I don't set up shit. I just talk shit. But like, that's one thing that like him and I we always like we we I don't we just kind of balance each other out. But. It's one of those things that he is, you know, we, I don't know, we both try to take care of this, this whole thing too, but I definitely understand about the, you know, finding, 
finding people to come on the podcast, promoting the podcast, editing the podcast, putting the podcast out there, oh, hoping people will listen to the podcast. Awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, so good. So you feel my pain. Yeah. My pain. It's it's great because like talking to um Alex from Invictus, which by the way, love that company and love that guy. Met him. They did a dual show with Tessa Strength Wrestling, which is I consider that company family they did a mm-hmm. dual show in my building in torrington so i got to meet so i met alex and i met like the crew i met a lot of guys who i've never met and then now i talk to almost every day um just seeing him and i th- think he has a partner i think i don't remember i remember meeting him and talking with him because i had to show him where like the locker room and everything was and there was this other guy that came up to me and goes hey how you doing i'm part of Invictus." i was like Hi, I don't remember who he is though, but it's just, <laughs> but it's crazy because you got like a guy who like Alex who's doing everything. Oh, I don't want to make it. It looks like he's doing everything. So then, and just seeing how much that company's grown in such a short amount of time is insane, absolutely insane. I love, love, love that company. Yeah, it's funny because like with Alex, I didn't meet Alex until. Last year at, at Invictus, um, a part of uh, Let Them Fight, but I have had I've had him on the podcast like three or four <laughs> times <laughs> prior to that. <laughs> so it was just funny to see him like meet him for the first time, and we were like, "Hey, it's, it's just like old friends." Like we just, yeah. I was like, "Oh man!" But it was the first time we met was uh, back in August. Yep, I was. I think I watched that show because yeah. like, a lot because a lot of the Invictus stuff is. Um, they do live, like they show live mm. on um, IWTV. Know, okay, so, okay, so we're allowed to say it, yeah, on IWTV, and I that's where I and I always tell Alex, I was like, hey, I got my notebook, I'm gonna be scouting your talent. He goes, okay, good, and then that's where I saw you work. I saw uh, Nikolai White. I saw Landon Hale, um, guys who I've booked already, like TKO and Clipper Jones, who's now currently my U.S. champion. Kid deserved it. He did. He's so good. Yeah, and Vegas has a lot of great talent, and then they book a lot of great people who are going to be yeah. showing up. I know anybody out there, uh, not that I'm going to put a spoiler, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm putting it out there in the ether now. I would love to see uh, Pure Ignorance over on Invictus here, you know, soon, because those yeah. guys definitely, they bust their ass a lot over in uh, in, in Maryland and D- Delaware, so they definitely, Absolutely. they should I've definitely actually, be in there. I've actually had my eye on them, too. Because I, I, I always consider I I think you know him, Joey I can't pronounce his last name Joey G Joey, Joey G yes yeah. he um I call him my talent scout because he's mm. we joke and say he's from Connecticut but he's really from that other state and um but he's the one that told me about you and I was like yeah I already saw him I he's written down he goes oh really that's what we joke because I'm like dude you need to like stop thinking like me. And think like a fan and stop telling me people to look at that I already have written down. <laughs> so, so that's my talent. Shout out to Joey G. The kid's so good. He hasn't missed a two TW shows uh, yet. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of those guys. What's funny is that we, so we're a part of AO, Justin Del Rio. Shout outs to you. Yep. Uh, part of Nerds of Wrestling, right? And what was so funny was, him and I, we we're all in the same group, and we did like a, I think we just did like a pop up podcast one day with Justin Del Rio, and uh, then like I was randomly at I uh, I was at an Invictus show actually, and I was setting help setting up right, 
And I kept seeing these signs say, Joey, you know, Joji, right? I'm not pronouncing your last name. I'm a slaughterer, bro. I'm sorry. But so I see it and I'm like, yo, that name looks really familiar. So as I'm like putting it on there, then I just like wait. And me and uh, Chaz and I, we were just sitting there watching the talent do their thing. And I saw him. I was like, yo, that looks like that's, that's Joey. So I walk up and I was like, yo, what's up, buddy? And he like flips out. He's like, holy, sh- you're here? And I was like, yeah, just, just on a whim. And then uh, I forget. I'm so sorry. I forgot her name, but she was sitting right next to Joey. And uh, oh, uh, Joey like, Kelsey and Kelsey was like, "Who's this?" And he was like, "Yo, it's Red Dog." And she flipped out, like from TikTok. And I was like, "Well, first of all, it's not like that. All right, <laughs> let's let's not do that. It's just it's just it's just me." But yeah, so we were just on, and uh, yeah, and then we all became like really tight after that. So yeah, Joey G's like Joey G's my dude. My my sign guy crew, I call them. They're awesome. <laughs> Billy, Mike, Simon. Kelsey, I always say thank God Kelsey's around because finally somebody good looking's in the group. But <laughs> <laughs> and I also didn't know that Joey was like I, I thought Joey was like in his like late twenties, early thirties. When I thought he was older than me, I was like, dude, you're gonna have to be getting a senior discount for tickets soon. <laughs> oh, it's gonna trip people out because <laughs> that's the one thing I think a lot of people like don't realize too. Like this year I'm turning thirty eight and people are like Wow. What? <laughs> Yeah, oh, wow. so it's I I definitely trip a lot of people out. So you, uh, did, the, so you did the DDP thing and started later. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. thirty. Yeah, I was thirty-five. No, I was thirty-four. Getting ready to turn thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I definitely, I definitely have a lot of relatability to DDP <laughs> in his story because. Yeah. Good. You know what? When you debut for Two TW, I'm gonna have my ring announcer introduce you as the DDP of the Northeast. I, yeah, you know what? I'm not even mad. I may have to just start running with that. I may have to start running that just to, because the weird thing is, is I know like, uh, and here in Maryland, right, we have a journal in championship wrestling. Um, he's actually going to be in Westminster, uh, and I may have to just pop up at that show and be like, hey man, like, uh, I just need to talk to you about this real quick. <laughs> yeah, well, he's awesome. I've, like I, like I said it earlier, I do consider myself lucky. I've met so many amazing, like just legends and guys who started out in the indies that are now up here like one of my favorite things i always tell people is when i started when i was doing ring crew for a company called northeast wrestling who's like up here for in connecticut my ring crew i can't well the ring crew was myself adam cole matt taven tomaso champa cedric alexander and look where all they went and then there's me there you know just to, just yeah. i don't those guys, they, I don't know, they may have done some things. Who knows? Yeah. You know? I, I lost maybe, them in the shuffle. Maybe. maybe. Heard of them. Yeah. Some of them might have been undisputed. You know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, but it was, it just amazes me because, like, I sit there and I tell, every, like, I tell people I work with who, like, know, like, know of wrestling and then, like, are like, oh, yeah, I used to watch in the 80s. And I'm like, yeah, but this is what you don't understand about the indies. A lot of these guys you will see on TV one day. And the thing, and like I started showing like people at work like clips of everybody. I was like, "Guarantee you're gonna see this man on TV one day." And um, one of them was AR Fox. I was like, "I've been mm-hmm. in the ring with him. I got the referee five, six of his matches." And I was like, "Now look at him." I got to be in the ring with Shane Strickland. Now look at him. I got to ref um, some of the legends: Just Incredible, um, Stevie Richards, Abyss. The one time I actually felt small in the ring 
I was in the, I was the referee, and I was in the ring with Abyss and a guy named Joseph Von Schmidt, who was a big, mm. who was big on the indies here. He Von Schmidt's six six, Abyss is six eight, and I'm six four. <laughs> like, like, how many times am I ever gonna be the smallest guy in the ring at six right. four two eighty? That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> so, I you you talk about meeting like a lot of different wrestlers and stuff like that, like. How do you how do you find like the right wrestlers for your for your roster? So <laughs> that's funny. I was actually just talking about this yesterday. So what I do is I always believe in um, watching film for a guy who's been a youth basketball ref and a middle school basketball coach and everything. I believe in watching footage. So I when I go to shows, there's if I know there's certain people like on the match card, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And then I always, it's funny, I always bring a notebook. I always bring this with me, always, to any show that I just go to to watch. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I just, and, and, I, and I go to watch and I'm always taking notes. And then um, I'm a guy who believes in storylines. The one thing you don't see a lot on the indies is storylines that make you want to come back to the next show. That's something I believe in. So then I go, okay, so on April 15th, I'm going to have Red Dog versus <laughs> versus Jay Bougie. Because you got big guy, little guy, you got loud mouth, you got a guy who's loved by the sign crew. And then you have Jay Bougie, who just hates everybody. And, um, <laughs> and, um, so I... I'm going to have some sort of thing where the finish is going to go a certain way and it's going to make, it's going to want to make the fans come back to see what's going to happen next show. You don't see that that often. A lot of these indie companies, I'm not talking crap about companies, but it's just, it's a fact. You just see a lot of these shows get put on and it's just matches thrown together. There's no like meaning behind you wanting to go see the show, except for, oh, cool, Red Dog's on it, Jay Bougie's on it, um, Clipper Jones is defending the title, cool. It's, yeah, storylines. So one thing you, uh, the one thing that you can put as, like, the title of the show is storylines puts asses in seats. I'm a big believer in, like, getting good storylines. I definitely – it's one of those things that, like, my first year, like, I was just kind of like, hey, I'm just going to be the shut up and wrestle guy. And then my first real full year in 2021, I was like, let me just let me just do whatever everybody wants to do to promote his stuff. And then last year, it was more of um, I just want to start, like, finding new places to wrestle at. And this year, like, I really wanted to talk to a lot of different promoters and just be like, hey, like, what kind of storylines are you wanting to put together with me? Because, like, at the end of the day, like – I want to be invested in you, but then I also want to know like you're being invested in me too, because that, I don't want to, sh- and I don't mind showing up and working with anybody. I, I don't have an issue with that. I just want to be like, Hey, these are the plans that we have for you going forward because then I can do more stuff where I can like, like I love doing these promos. Anybody who follows me on Instagram or on TikTok or whatever, like you'll see the promos that work. I put into all these promos and I want to keep doing that kind of stuff. But if there's nowhere leading to it, like, it just kind of, like, just looks like it's all over the place, a scatterbrain. So I was, like, I definitely love, like, when I get to talk to people. And the first shows, I'm always, like, wherever. Just put me wherever you want to on the card. I don't really care. After that, yeah. if you're, like, I want to bring you back, I'm, like, yo, can I 
what kind of storylines do you want me working? Because then at that point, I could start like putting them into promos, or I could put them into matches and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I'm at with this year. Because I want to, I want to start, I want to start building up the build up a little rap for someone to be like, hey, yo, that guy right there, he's a great hand. You should get him on your show. <laughs> right, right. And I've and that's um, that's something that like I've noticed a lot with like the I call them the old school vets. And the newer guys now is a lot of the old school vets like the buildup and everything. And then you had like a good gap of like where a lot of workers just whatever, I don't care, just put me on a show, I'm happy. And then now it's like a lot of the newer up and coming guys is like watching the old stuff and are like, yeah, that's what we want. Because I always say, especially with the indies, you need to stand out. No one's going to notice you at the higher companies if you're just going to blend in with everybody else. The one person who I always say, and I always tell everybody, watch his matches, watch his promos and everything, is one of my all-time favorites, Eddie Kingston. The man always made you believe in every single word he ever said. And it, I always want to punch a wall every time I hear him because he's just he just makes you feel that anger that he has. And it's just... Another thing, I hope if somebody ever shows him this, Eddie, I just want you to know you are one of the reasons why I wanted to break into this business because you are just one of the greatest, and the fact that you're not being used on TV right now bothers me. Well, him, that's my that's my one shot at that company. I'm good now. When uh when uh I saw him uh, on Being the Elite, they had him cut a promo on uh, Sour Patch Kids, and I was like, (laughs) I was. I was at the point with him, I was like, yo, I don't even, I was like, I like Sour Patch Kids. I was like, I don't even like Sour Patch Kids anymore. And then the next, even next week, they had him cut a promo on like cookies. And I was like, I didn't even remember what cookies they were. I was like, these have got to be the greatest cookies of all time. Because he does, he puts you on that ride and just like, you're going to put you through this, through this emotional turbulence of what what's going on. I definitely, I'm a huge fan of Eddie Kingston's promos. Uh, it's, I always, yeah, like I said, I always tell people, you ever, because a lot of people like try to say, well, how do I cut a promo? And I always tell people, I can't teach you how to talk. That's what your parents are supposed to do. You got to. And then, <laughs> I, then the other thing I would say is the argument you just got with, you just got into with your girlfriend or boyfriend. What made you believe in yourself? Because you were angry. You're mad. You wanted to prove your point. You need to do that in wrestling. I always tell people, use real life BS that's going on in your life. Put it in wrestling terms. When you cut the promo, and they see it in your eyes, and they see a tear roll down your eye because you truly believe what you're saying. That's gonna make you become up here and not stay down here with everybody else. That's one or, thing. I, and that's one thing I'm gonna say. I'm very good at. I'm very good at talking. One of those things, or or you know, you could develop a podcast and then just find people to talk to and just yep. have no fear. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I did. That's one of those things because, like, I knew, like, I was not a very big, like, I'm, I'm a massive talker, but whenever I get around new people, sometimes I kind of sh- kind of turtle up and shy in. But getting into this and then starting a podcast and talking to people and getting my voice to different people, like, helped me figure out, like, how I wanted to cut promos. And then obviously having some other veterans who are out there who are like, hey, I think you should try this and try that and try this. And just being open to, like, figuring out how to find my voice. So now when you see... All the new stuff I'm doing with the Adventures of Red Dog, uh, that's where it all comes from. Is just you know I have a great mentor in Jason Heat. He always watches all my promos. He says, "Hey, I like this. 
you should focus on this. And so the next promo you see, there I am focusing on things that he yep. was telling me to do. So it's definitely important to like use real life situations and then like find a way for your character to get those over instead of just like you. Because if you use raw emotion, you're going to just fall back into just yelling in the microphone 10 minutes about yep. how you want to beat the shit out of somebody. Whereas yep. if your character does it, you probably have a little bit more of a, a distinct tone to it. Yep, exactly. Exactly. That's the, um, that's always, and that's always my number one thing, which is why, like, on my shows, unless I know 100% you can talk, I will never put a microphone in somebody's hand. I, that's the one thing I truly, yeah. Because I always say promos can make or break a show. And it's, yeah. That's why a lot of people get mad because I will not let them touch a microphone. I was like, you can do your backstage stuff with your own phone and post it on your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. I'm okay with that. But you're not going to step in the ring and bore the 100-plus people that are at a show because you don't know how to talk. Yeah, I feel like I... That was one thing uh, Chaz and I, we talked about it. Actually, he brought it up on his Facebook page, and a lot of people like had some great comments about it. was just about why people don't do in-ring promos, and then a lot of people were like, Hey, a lot of people are just scared to do those promos. And I feel like that's, I brought it up to my trainer and I was like, Hey, this is something I think that we really should start working on is just cutting in ring promos and be able to have that conversation with people in character. And he was just like, I don't disagree. He's like, I definitely want to start doing that. So I definitely, I, I love that. I love the idea that you have to know that you have, cause you have to have a certain type of confidence to go in and yep. be able to do something like that. Yep. And, and that's the, and the thing, cause I've talked with Eddie Kingston a bunch of times I've been to or on show, uh, like at least 200 shows with him. He always says he doesn't like talking in front of people, but he put a microphone in his hand and it's like, okay, I thought you hated talking in front of people. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's just, it, it's something that I always tell people, like, it's you're either gonna, it's either gonna come natural and you're gonna get it, or you're gonna have to work on it and work on it and work on it and work on it. It's, for some people, it's so natural and so easy, like Eddie, or like um, Adam Cole. There's another one. He used to say the same thing. He hated talking in front of people, and then put a microphone in his hand, and he's one of the best. Shout out to Adam Cole, another guy who I miss working with. Yeah, it's funny. My trainer actually had a match with Adam Cole early in his career, and then also worked with Shane Strickland as well. So I definitely, they always, he always told me too. He's like, there's just there's levels to the game that you got to get to. Mm-hmm. He's like, and they're, they're on another level. He's like, even then they were on another level. He's yeah. like, so you gotta, he's like, there's a lot of climbing that there is in this business, which is something I already knew, but I was like, yeah, yeah. I definitely understand that a lot. Yeah. Cause like I met Adam when he was 19 and um, actually the very first time I ever saw him work, he worked Eddie, King, uh, Eddie Edwards in a ring of honor title match at an indie show in Torrington, which is where 2TW is. It was, I still say, one of the greatest matches I've ever seen live that was not on WWE, AEW, or New Japan. It's crazy. I, that is that is that is an insane matchup to think about. Like, yeah, and I, I love watching both those guys work. They're mm-hmm. amazing at their job. So I definitely I can I envy I envy a lot. <laughs> my, very fr- my very first speaking of Eddie Edwards, I always tell this story because it makes, it makes me pop every time. Very first time I met him, I was 15. He was 20. And um, he was like, we were just talking. And he was like, 
hey, a bunch of us are going out to a bar later. You want to, like, come? I'm like, I'm 15. He goes, what? I was like, yeah, I'm not even, I don't even think I'm allowed to walk in. I just, like, couldn't believe, refused to believe it. It, it was argued with me, argued with me that I wasn't 15 when I was really 15. That's <laughs> so I want to ask this question, man. Like, uh, what's one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn being in this business? Um, ooh. All right, you know what? Screw it. I'll go there. Um, don't don't think that everybody's going to be your friend in the business because it will just bite you in the ass and screw you over. I've had so many people I've put my trust in. And then they go to other shows and will just run their mouths about how, well, he's not booking top guys. He's not going to draw. He's not doing this. He's not He's not getting somebody like Ric Flair to come sign autographs for $10,000. He's never going to do anything. So, so one thing I've learned is not everybody's – people might be nice to you, but not everybody's going to be your best friend. you got to mm-hmm. be in this business for a very long time and really gain trust in people. Because 95% of them are only there for a paycheck and don't really care if you get into a car accident the next day down the road or if your house burns down. So, But again, I consider myself lucky because I do have a nice core group. Uh, number one guy I always say who I consider a mentor, a hero, is Slipwalking yes. Brown. The greatest in-ring performer in Connecticut, by far. I like that. It's something like I pick up from a mentor of mine as well. Was he was always telling me that in this business you can have like a lot of acquaintances. You probably have a lot of friends. He's like, you have some people on your team, and then you have the people in your corner. And he's like, it's not all, and it's gonna get smaller as you get closer. So I definitely was very fortunate enough to be able to like go out and talk about it with uh with O'Shea like a lot because he's definitely one of those guys that's like understands that and so I'm like all right cool I can go through talk to him bounce ideas off of him and know that like he's got my best interests at heart because sometimes you do find those guys who are like yeah mm-mm. and then they'll go run and they'll tell somebody else about something and you're just kind of like whatever bro is <laughs> what it is <laughs> that's why I also tell people to like going back to the storyline thing I won't, like, unless I'm, like, talking to the specific person who I'm going to run a storyline with, I will never, ever say my ideas because guarantee if it's a good idea, you're going to see it on a show that somebody's running before you. Mm. So I always tell people I, there is there is some secrets you got to keep in. I Which, definitely agree. So my last question before we jump into the best segment of the Three Count Podcast, uh, Hey, listen, you've been doing this a long time, like you said. So I need one do and one don't of the locker room. (laughs) Do. I always say helping clean up at the end of the night, whether you're the first match or the main event, even if it's just collecting the water bottles and throwing them in the trash, that's Whatever's going to make me not be at the building until one in the morning when then I have to go to work the next day at three in the morning is the best. That's that's definitely a do. A don't. If you're going to critique 
a match, do not do it in front of everybody in the locker room. Pull people aside in the corner. Say what you got to say. Don't sit there and make people feel like a. Are we allowed to swear on here? Don't make yes, people feel like. 100%. A, don't feel like. Don't make people feel like a piece of shit, and then they never want to work for my company again because you just made them have a bad experience. I like that. I like that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that point. I, I'm gonna talk to you about something that happened. Uh, not recently. I think it was last year. It was early last year. We're going to talk about some after the program. Sorry, guys. There's a lot of stuff that we get to talk about off air that you guys don't get a chance to check out. But we're going to jump into the greatest segment of the Three Count Podcast. It used to be the Red Dogs Power Rankings, but, you know, I refuse to acknowledge that they're, re- I re- I refuse to acknowledge they're retired. Chaz, you don't get that. But this is the Three Count Podcast, 10 Count Questions, and here's how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast, and whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Okay. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? My Cousin Vinny. Let's go. <laughs> Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite actor? Robert De Niro. Okay, I like it. Uh, Night Owl or Early Bird? Early Bird, have to. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite cartoon? Family Guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love Family Guy because I know like Seth MacFarlane also talked about this, but I've been through the Northeast and I've lived in Massachusetts for a while. There's a lot of Peter Griffins. There's a whole yeah. lot of them. <laughs> Fun fact, we can stop the timer on this. Fun fact, Seth MacFarlane used to go to my high school. Hey, I like that. That is a great. <laughs> so, PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Favorite podcast? Ooh. Besides Three Count, besides Joey G's, uh, I I love Jim Cornette. Hey, I'll we'll take a close third place to that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. So you haven't had yet? Slick Wagner Brown. He was on our show. Oh, okay. Then um, I love as the B. Eddie Kingston. Yes. If you can get if you can get him, I'm gonna do the podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word. Hmm. Fuck. Yeah, should be a great <laughs> F bomb. Like I, I try to tell people that's Fuck. the greatest word. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Okay. We're going to. Little story with this. This is my favorite. The why is my favorite curse word. Um, high school. Met this girl. Dated. Cheated on me at a dance. Uh, just as the music stopped to go to the next song, you hear me yell out that curse word, and then you hear a loud thud because the guy then just got pushed down a bunch of steps. Don't know what happened. I still say he fell backwards because he was running away from me. Whether I helped him or not, whatever. <laughs> but it was perfect timing because it was just as the song was ending. So everybody heard it. If the song kept playing, I still say I never would have gotten in trouble. <laughs> but you know, I love that. <laughs> So, last thing I need from you, though, is to let all of our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. 
All right. So I'm actually working. I I have a Facebook page for Tough and Talented Wrestling. I'll be honest. I never use it. I never look at it because I'm always, I like people knowing who the promoter is. So find me as Vincenzo Vescarello Jr. on Facebook. On Instagram, I am Tough and Talented Wrestling CT. I have a Twitter, but I never use it. I just look at stuff. And that's really it. Well, he gave you his handles. He told you where you can find him. So you guys know what that means. Like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering. And I'm your host, Clipper Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring? You see him right there, Mr. Vincello himself. So you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there or you're legit following us on all of our social media platforms. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on all of our stuff like Spotify. You're even leaving us those five-star frog slash reviews. You're buying our merch on ProWrestlingTees.com for slash three count podcast or for your wear.com for slash three count pod. You're doing all that stuff. You're telling your friends. You're leaving comments. You're leaving likes. You're doing all the cool stuff that you know you should be doing or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode and you're waiting for the outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to Anchor.fm forward slash the Three Count Podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the Three Count Podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Three Count Pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.